I need to go here real quick. I need to, I, I, I need to get into this. Stand on your feet, everybody. Stand on your feet. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Come on, get, come on, get up like you got some strength, like you got some energy, like God blessed you this morning, like God gave you some power. Come on, get, get, get up like, God, like, like you ready for the world, like you ready to tell the devil that he is a liar. You want to get up there with power and say, listen, you know what? The devil tried to hold me down. The devil tried to make my bed the, the cooling board of my, 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 my death and my destruction. But God said, no. He said, arise. He said, get up. And so I'm up and I'm ready to be able to give God some praise. And I'm ready to give God a shout. I'm ready to testify how good God is. Anytime. Whether you're here or whether you're someplace else, whether you're in any church, anywhere, at any time, when it's time for the word of God, you stand on your feet. And you stand like the devil can't make you sit down. You ought to serve notice to everybody around you. I've got to get up because God got me up. I've got to get up because when I couldn't get up on my own, when I couldn't get up for myself, the Lord picked me up. I've got to get up. You ought to testify by your elevation of your hands and standing upon your feet that God brought you up. God's people to be in. We were wounded and sad and broken and looking like, like they can't make it up. You made it this far by faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Listen, turn with me to the book of Luke. Turn with me to the book of Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. John Acts of the Apostles Romans. Book of Luke. The book of Luke. Hallelujah. The book of Luke. Go with me to the first chapter. Delayed, 
but not denied. <coughs> I need you to get that wrestled in your spirit, settled in your spirit, delayed. I may be delayed, but I am not denied. Let me bring all of this together and make it make sense to you for a moment and understand what's happening here because this is a, a, a very pivotal point and, and a very uh, poignant uh, message in, in, in the ministry such that it, I think it applies to us. I think it really speaks to us and says something about us. If you allow me to go back for a moment, if you allow me to pick up that verse or somewhere around verse 5. And we are in Luke, and Luke is talking about the birth of John the Baptist. He's talking about his parents, Zacharias and his mother, Elizabeth. So I need you to take a look for a moment. And he says, and, and there were in the days of Herod, king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. He said, his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And both were righteous before God, walking in all of the commandments and the ordinances of the law of the Lord, and were blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were advanced in years. And so it was that while they were serving, while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias. For your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And shall it says he goes on to talk about here's how you need to raise him up. And and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And when, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord God. I, I, if you allow me just for a little while to talk about being delayed but not denied. This story is deeper than just talking about John being born. This story is a little bit closer to home to us because it talks about somebody who has given up even while in the midst of ministry. There are a lot of people in church who come to church out of just being religious or just out of habit but really don't have relationship. And, and, and I find that many times people get caught up and, 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 and denying their relationship or losing their relationship because something has occurred in their life where they feel like God didn't answer. They feel like God had left them or abandoned them. But they feel like somehow none of their prayer has gone unheard. 
Well, I, I, I need to let you know this morning that, that no matter what you've been going through and what you've been praying for and the things that you receive as well as the things you have not, God hears your prayers. You are delayed but not denied. I, I want you to know that God still loves you. Hallelujah. I, 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 there have been folk with me some 25 years now that, that, that we have been promising that we were going to do this and do that and, and, and delay after delay. Many times the gymnasium would flood and we had to backtrack on some things. Many times the furnaces would go out on us and we had to backtrack on some things. Many times, in fact, one time we had a flood so bad it came up into the fellowship hall. my God, still trying to get to the place of worship where we can have a place where God can be made manifest and God can be worshipped in spirit and in truth. Many times the roof would leak and many times their stuff would go, people would leave us. In fact, there are some folk who walked out on us because they said, I don't see nothing that's going on here. I don't see where the money's going and all of that. They didn't look at the wiring or the plumbing. They didn't go inside the walls and see what needs to be done. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so they left us. Folk turned their backs on us and talked about us and said we wouldn't make it. They were waiting for our demise and waiting for us to fall. But I, 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 I look at that and I see some strange parallels here. Watch what happens. First of all, first of all, I, I need to catch this. There were in the days of Herod, king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. I need you to understand something that, that Herod King the Great reigned from 37 BC to 4 BC. Did anybody catch that? From 37 BC to 4 BC. Somebody say you're counting down to Jesus. And so therefore, in the days of Herod, king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, he said his wife, he said he was, his, his wife, and he was the wife of the daughters of Aaron, which meant his wife was from a line of priests as well. Her name was Elizabeth. Let me get Zacharias, and Zacharias' name means God remembers. Oh, hallelujah. His wife, Elizabeth, means oath to God. An oath to God. A promise to God. A pledge to God. So we have God remembers married to an oath or pledge to God. God remembers oath and promises and pledges. And so when you look at that, something ought to start to stir up in you when you understand that he had also described them that they were both righteous and they were religious and they were walking in the commandments of God, they were blameless, but they had no children and so they had no one to carry on their name. It looked upon them in shame because there was no heir to them. They were, 
they were barren. And the Bible says that they were well advanced in years. There was no prospect of them having a child. There was no, 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 no chance that they could possibly have a child now. And so when you look at this, they were, they were advanced in years. And so it was. Watch what happens with Zacharias. Zacharias, while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the customs of a priest, his lot fell to burn incense. That doesn't mean a whole lot to a lot of people, preachers, but, 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 but you need to understand that out of the thousands and thousands of priests, some priests would never, ever be called in to burn incense. First of all, you had to be upright and righteous to go in and talk to God. They would tie a rope around you in case you fell dead before the altar of God so that they could drag you back out. And so, so there were many priests who were serving and maybe, maybe just once out of your lifetime you might be called and only then by casting a lot that you had a chance to go in and serve God at the altar of incense. Zacharias Lot fell, and he was called to go in. Watch what happens when you look at this story a little bit closer. When you begin to understand that yes, once in a lifetime, you may have an opportunity to go in before God. So many people miss their opportunity to serve God. It might be coming in and just picking up paper off the floor. It might be coming in and singing a song. It might be coming in. Oh, you've been called. Your lot has failed. And, and, but when you fail to answer, when you fail to respond to God, there will be consequences. Look at Zacharias. I'm the order of priests. And when you think about him and you look at him a little closer, you understand him you ought to know some stuff. You are, you've been, been in church a long time. You've been around for a long time, seeing a lot of things. You've been dealing with some stuff and you've been going through some stuff. And, and I, I know that you know something about God. The lot fell upon him to go into the altar and burn incense before God. You see, that's important because you need to understand that he was being the representative for all the people. He was pleading the case for all of the congregation. He was going in saying, listen, God, I, 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 I need to have a talk with you about the people and the plight of the people so that you might continue to bless them. I need to come in, God, and confess to you all the things that have been going on and how we've fallen short on so many occasions. And I want to come in, God, so that you might continue to turn your ear toward us and bless us and keep us even when we've stumbled and fallen. We know we haven't been right, God, but, but God, I need to come in and plead my case on behalf of the people so that you might continue to bless us in our coming in. 
believe that he had another prayer. And as a younger man, it would have been an honor to him to have a child. And so I believe that as he prayed that prayer for so many years, the clock kept ticking. I believe that at a certain point in time, they started to give up on ever having a child. Oh no, you, you reach a certain age and things just don't work right anymore. You reach a certain age and, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a position that the thing, the very thing that you've been asking God for you, uh, is not going to come. How many of us have been praying on some things for so many years that after a while you just stop praying the prayer? Oh, if we're honest in here today, how many times have we asked God for something, but God did not provide that thing in the order that we wanted to hunt? And we gave up on the prayer. How arrogant we have become in thinking that, oh, just because your name's on the road, oh, just because your mama was in church, oh, just because you've been here a long time, that we think that we can tell God what to do, when to do, and how to do. And when God is saying, no, 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 now is not your time. You are on delay. How many of us have gotten to a point when we dare not say, I'm mad at God. And so we show up yes, anyway at church. We go through the motions. We sit looking cute and curious at the same time. We sit around and we look at folk jumping and shouting and say, it don't take all that. We sit around and look at folk and, 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 and be so cold and, and so stiff on the pew that we sit on, we defy anybody to jump up and shout in here. Not on my road. So many times. And so we come to church, so we, we keep coming because we just come out of habit. It, 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 it's the thing to do. Some come to socialize and see who's who and what's what. Some come to see if they're doing anything else down there. Some just come just just to be here, just to be just to suck up air. And so that's all of a sudden when our relationship no longer becomes relationship but just mere ritual. Zacharias had gotten into a place of ritual. He knew that it was the lot had cast upon him but he wasn't excited about it. 
Nowhere in here will you find that he was jumping and shouting when his number was called. Nowhere in here where we find that he was he was glad about going in, but he went out of his religious duty. Oh my God. What I'm trying to help somebody with this morning is that you know what? When God calls you, you ought to be excited no matter when the call comes. Somebody need to break that down a little bit further. When God called you this morning and said, look, I, I, I'm still in my right mind. I, no volcano exploded around me. There's no fire kindled in the trees behind my house. There's no waters overflowing the banks and coming into my house. Somebody ought to be glad when God called you and said, listen, I'm still blessing you. I'm still favoring you. I'm still protecting you. I'm still watching over you. Somebody ought to be glad about when you open your eyes and you can still see. Somebody ought to be glad about when God called you to arise and get up and there was strength left in your legs. And somebody ought to be glad about the fact that your heart was still beating. Blood still running warm in your veins. Somebody ought to be glad when God calls you. Somebody ought to be glad to be able to say, you know what, I can give a kind word to somebody else. I've been through the fire and through the flood. Somebody ought to have a testimony about the goodness of God. He said, don't be afraid. Wait a minute. 
you've been in any order of the priesthood all of your life, you've had stuff going on all around you, you've witnessed God do stuff all around you, you bear witness, and now all of a sudden you're afraid with the angels of what was you expecting when you went into the Holy of Holies, when you went into what you expecting God to show. Oh, somebody missed that preacher. When you came into the church this morning, weren't you expecting God to show up? Weren't you expecting God to move? Weren't you expecting God to bring you up out of your old state into a new state? Weren't you expecting God to show you what he can do in spite of whatever they told us we couldn't do? Weren't you expecting that God was going to fulfill his word? He's in the Holy of Holies. He, he's, in, he's back here putting on the incense and, and the angel shows up and he says, don't be afraid. If the angel showed up and stood right, so I, got, I got to say this, many have entertained angels unaware, but let me just throw that out there. But you ought to be excited when you recognize this an angel of God moving. Especially in this time, this one time in my lifetime that when nobody else did, I know for a fact that the angel of God is right here. I know and I feel his presence that he's right here. He says, don't be afraid. Sacrifice Jesus for your prayer is heard. Wait a minute, I don't know about your Bible, but it says, your prayer is heard. Not prayers. It indicates that the angel is singling out one particular prayer. He says, I want you to know, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you shall call his name John. He says, and you shall have, have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He just delivered some news to you. Wait a minute. This gets even stranger, because usually announcements about birth comes to the woman because after all the woman is the one that don't have the child but God goes out of order here and says I'm going to talk to the man I need you to understand that your wife is going to have a child you're going to name his name John Here's what I want you to do. He's in there. He's not going to drink wine or no strong drinking. He will be filled with the Spirit. He will be filled with the Holy Ghost. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Before he gets here. See, somebody think I'm still talking about babies. But I'm talking about what God's about to birth in you. And what God is saying, listen, before it gets here, before it arrives, it's already going to be filled with the Spirit of God. 
God has done it over and over and over again. Where he defied the odds. Where God recalculated. Where God came in to take little and make much. Where God can overturn the circumstances against you. God defies the logic. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Just got a couple verses in. And so the angel says, he says, look here. The angel says, he says, I'm Gabriel. Say that. Say that. <laughs> See, that, that don't mean nothing to folk that don't go to church. But when you understand Gabriel, when Gabriel shows up, some stuff about to jump off. When you, Michael's a whole other kind of angel. But when Gabriel shows up, Go back and ask Daniel when Gabriel showed up and started revealing some things to him. Go ask Mary when, when Gabriel showed up. He comes with the announcement of something about to happen. Go ask Daniel. And when we get to Revelation, Gabriel going to show up again at the sound of the trumpet. There's some stuff about to jump off. There's going to be some people left behind. There's going to be some that are caught up in this moment in a twinkling of an eye. Go ask Gabriel so you must not know who I am. To be clear, you need to understand who you're talking to. He says, look here, I'm Gabriel, and I need you to understand a couple things about me. I stand in the presence of God. I'm the one that goes and I can stand before God in holiness and in righteousness. I got that kind of power. I got it. So if I say something, you ought to understand it's going to come to pass that God has given me authority. When have the angels spoken to you and let you know that some things were going to happen? But we started listening to ourselves and other people around us because it didn't line up with our logic. Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God. He said, I will sit to speak to you and bring these, these glad tidings. You ought to be happy. But behold, I'm going to close your mouth. You will be mute. You will not be able to see. You will not be able to see. He said, until the day that these things take place. Because you didn't believe me. There's some folks who don't believe where we're going. There's some people that have to put. And not only that, God says he, to the, the angel to let him know. He said, I'm going to close your mouth and make you mute. I don't want you putting your mouth on what I'm about to do. Since you couldn't praise me and be glad about what I was doing, so I'm going to just shut your mouth because I don't need you going out and speaking something that's crazy because even though I know what I can do, I don't need you talking about giving doubt to people about my power. Sometimes God will close your mouth so that you will not say a word so he can do what he do. Listen, I, gave, I gave you that little history lesson about Herod. Now see, this doesn't mean that that Zacharias walked out of the tent and then, you know, and, and, and went back to Elizabeth and got pregnant. Watch this. 
They were already of advanced age. They were already old. The Bible gave us a record that says it was in the days of Herod, the king, Herod the Great. I've already told you that Herod ruled from 37 to 4 BC, before Christ. And so I don't know when it happened. I wasn't there, but I do know that he went back home to Elizabeth at some point between them 35 years or so, or 30, uh, 33 years, and, and somewhere, and so he was still waiting that, because it wasn't until Herod Antipas that Jesus was born under Herod Antipas. And so for some 30 some plus odd years, it is possible that God said, listen, I'm going to delay this just so you get this and so that you cannot speak and so that you cannot mess this thing up. I'm going to delay this until it comes to pass. You won't be able to speak until after the child is born. The door of the church is open. Hallelujah. The door of the church is open. 